Hey there, it's Kate Swoboda, also known as Kate Courageous. I'm the creator of YourCourageousLife.com, the director of the Courageous Living Coach Certification at TeamCLCC.com, and I'm the author of the book, The Courage Habit, which is available at booksellers everywhere and of course at Amazon. And as you might have guessed, I'm the host of this podcast, the Your Courageous Life podcast. We're going to talk about going after what you want and living a more courageous, emotionally resilient life. I might drop a couple of F-bombs, so don't listen with your kids in the backseat. And here we go. Hey, hey, everybody. So today's podcast is all about the courage to relate. The courage to relate, as in to relate to one another, and why that can be hard, and why sometimes we can let our flaws get in the way. Sometimes in an effort to protect ourselves, we don't make a lot of room for other people's flaws, and these things keep us from connection. So here we go. Like First, an admission. Okay, I know what my own flaws are. Like I am so crystal clear on them. At least I am when I'm analyzing them. <laughs> in the moment, I'm not always so clear that, oh, hey, I'm in the middle of acting out this pattern that I've done before over and over and over. It's always usually in hindsight that we get really clear, right? And in a desire to be a better human and experience more love and success and all the things that you want to experience in life, connection, and um, just feeling good in your body, I've done a lot of stuff to try to fix those flaws. I've gone to workshops for my flaws. I've read books to fix my flaws. I've gone to therapy to fix my flaws. I've received coaching to fix my flaws. I have journaled about my flaws. I have paid psychics and had card readings and consulted astrology to gain insight into my flaws. I've apologized for my flaws after the fact. I've apologized in advance for my flaws. You know, the thing where you're hoping that if you apologize in advance, then when you inevitably do the thing that you do, then it will be received as, oh, she didn't mean to do that. She's trying to change that. (sighs) I have prayed to spirits unseen to lift away my flaws. I have beat myself up over my flaws in the hopes that they would scurry away into the wind. I have cried deep tears of pain and grief over the way that I could see that my flaws were limiting my life. I have begged, not just prayed, but begged, to spirits unseen from a really deep place place of self-loathing. Please help me. Please, please, please help me. I can't figure this out. Please lift away my flaws. Thousands of hours and thousands of dollars have been poured into trying to fix my flaws. Maybe you can relate. Serious, debilitating depression has resulted from the time spent in self-recrimination because I have flaws. And in the depths of that, I was practically clawing out my own skin, trying to get it. Why did I keep doing this flawed thing over and over? When was I going to finally understand? When was I going to stop? Maybe you can relate to that too that place where it really feels like you can't take another second of knowing that you fucked up, 
Now, in the interests of not potentially giving any randos on the internet ammunition for trolling me, no, I'm not going to say, by the way, in this podcast what those flaws are, what those things are that I have desperately wanted to change and still am trying to shift. What I am going to do is talk to you a little bit about the flaw in air quotes. So the first time that anyone ever suggested that perhaps the thing that was so flawed about me was also a source of strength. I mean, you can't see my face right now listening to this, but (laughs) you could imagine I blanched and recoiled as if like, oh, that is just what? Oh, impossible. Like, Like it was just disgusting to even think of such a thing. Perhaps the thing that was so flawed about me was also a source of strength. Consider for a moment if that's possibly true for you and your flaws as well. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say, of course it's true. The very thing that people most like about me is actually the same thing that people can't stand about me. (laughs) Think about that for yourself for a moment. The very thing that people most like about you might be the exact same thing that people can't stand about you. Here's the difference. The only difference is the times when it's a flaw in people's eyes instead of a strength is that the volume is turned up on that same characteristic. Let's rock a metaphor here. Any music, even your very favorite music in the world, sounds awful when the volume is so loud that it hurts your ears to hear. For me, I'm coming to understand my personal music is actually great, it's a strength when it's at the right volume. But if you turn me up too loud, and my strength becomes my flaw, I am difficult to be around. I am painful to hear. And it gives me an incredible amount of pain to know that about myself, to know that sometimes, despite my very best efforts, I might still do something that I could be rejected for, criticized for. And of course, it's not just about me, it's hard to know that Even if I do my very, very best, I'm still going to make mistakes that have an impact on other people. And maybe you can relate to that too. But here's what we often do in response to this fact of life. We often either try to rein ourselves in and desperately try not to make mistakes, or we get incredibly boundaried, and when other people make mistakes, we're like, that's it, they're done, out of here, bye which means we're not relating. This is the paradox of relationship, and this is tied to the courage to actually truly relate. The paradox of relationship is we all want to be in relationship, or we say we do, but we cannot truly be in relationship with someone if the only parts we're willing to relate to are the parts that are comfortable. You cannot truly know someone if you only know them when the volume is turned to an acceptable level and they cannot truly know you. The fact is that real relating will be messy. The volume will get really loud at times, no matter how hard I try, no matter how badly I want to do it differently and not do the thing that makes me 
difficult to be around, the music I give suddenly becoming hard to hear, I'm going to. And you're going to. We are all going to. And every day, for as much as most of us say that we want to let go of perfectionism and we believe we are enough and we might post endless scripty little quotes that look really pretty about unconditional love and acceptance of ourselves and others, still we can unconsciously collude with perfectionism by either editing ourselves so that the volume's never too loud or expecting those we interact with to always show up at an acceptable volume. Think about that for a minute. We can't really say on one hand, I'm letting go of perfectionism and like doing the, you know, enoughness thing and then give silent treatment to someone who doesn't behave according to your standards. To do that would be to expect perfection of them and punish them when they aren't perfect. And of course, I mean, you know, you can do that if you want to, but that isn't a behavioral reflection of what it means to let go of perfectionism. We can't say on one hand, I want to accept myself as I am and then edit ourselves to the point where when we're around, of other, around others, always aware of our flaws, we're always reining ourselves back for fear that the flaw will come out. Or of course, you can do that, right? You can do it if you want to, but really see the dissonance, really see that saying, I want to accept myself as I am, and then editing yourself to that degree isn't actually a behavioral reflection of what it means to practice self-acceptance. And I think that this is where things get really scary, or at least they do for me, because the courage to relate means understanding that when we truly relate, we truly show up as ourselves and we allow others to show up as themselves. We will love each other, support each other, listen to each other, and we will behave badly. We will say the wrong things or get defensive. No one is perfect. Where love and relationship are concerned, it will always be a mixed bag. It will always be a mixed bag. Now, this isn't the call to be endlessly accepting of everyone around you, okay? I am not saying tolerate abuse. In case you're wanting to know where that line could be drawn, if you're thinking to yourself, gosh, I see this, Kate. I, I want to stop reining myself in. I want to stop cutting people out of my life when they don't follow what I think is the right behavior. Well, here's a good line, I think. Abuse enters the picture when you tell someone that their volume is too loud and the impact it's having for you, and they just don't care. They throw no effort at seeing if a shift can happen or a compromise can be worked out, and they amplify their behaviors over time. In those cases, there's little value in trying to relate, practice that courage to relate with someone who has no interest in hearing what your volume is. So there's little value in trying to relate with someone who has no interest in truly relating. So I'm not saying accept 
everything that comes your way and just, you know, like smile and throw glitter on it and life will be perfect. There is a line that can be crossed. But I am saying that if we are going to have the courage to relate, we are going to have to develop other strategies then. I don't like what she did, so I'm just going to ghost her. I'm just not going to talk to her. I'm not going to text her back. Or I'm really worried that they will see me as flawed, so I don't show up fully. I don't even give them the chance to know me. We have to talk to one another about who we are. And we have to be honest when someone else's behavior impacts us. And we have to have the courage to relate, to actually have the mixed bag conversation of can we work this out? And by all means, if you do that and someone else does not care about the impact that their behavior has for you, they don't want to throw any effort at shifting or compromising, and on top of that, they amplify over time, then yeah, it is healthy to walk away. If you edit yourself so that you're never showing your flaws, never letting your own volume get too loud for fear that people will leave or criticize then no one gets the gift of truly knowing you. If you expect others to always keep their volume, their flaws at a manageable level, you never get the gift of truly knowing them. Your relationships will always be experienced at surface level where everyone sticks to what's comfortable and hides out once it isn't and no one's talking to one another. The courage to relate is to accept that no one always likes what they see when people are being authentic. There are wounds, and sometimes those wounds will cause pain, and it's what two people decide to work on together and co-create together that will bear something beautiful in their own wabi-sabi kind of way. I love that word, wabi-sabi. That's the courage to truly relate, to actually be in relationship with the sum of all the parts, not just the stuff that's easy. So here's what you could try out. And I would hope that you would join me with this idea. Given this messy, beautiful picture of what it means to be human and taking into consideration my own flaws, I made a decision some time ago that I was always going to be in the game of true relationship with anyone else who was also willing to be in the game. If I was going to truly stop the madness of colluding with perfectionism, colluding with it by practicing it, and you can practice it by expecting it of yourself, and you, you can practice it by expecting it of, other, it of other people. If I was going to stop that madness, then I had to show up and had to stop expecting perfection of anyone else. And that means you sink into this. No one is perfect. No one. You're not. You never will be, no matter how many thousands of dollars or hours you throw at self-help. And neither will anyone else. No one is perfect. But the perfect people for you are those who have the courage to truly relate. I hope that gave you a little food for thought for today. Maybe even helped you to unhook a little bit from the idea that how you're supposed to show up for other people is perfect and gives a little grace to those around you 
little freedom to not be perfect for you. And in this not trying to be perfect, you guys will get to show up as something much, much more real. Sending everybody lots of love. Hope that we get to say hi to each other. You can get more courageous resources over at yourcourageouslife.com forward slash begin. You can also find me on Instagram. That's where I am most of the time these days. Instagram.com forward slash Kate Courageous. Thanks so much for listening. As always, it's just so, so appreciated. And I love that you are here. And here's to all of us courageously relating imperfectly and beautifully together.